0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From Hollywood, it's time now for...
2: Johnny Dollar. This is Dean Sellers, Mr. Dollar.
0: You may recall meeting me this afternoon at... The... Yes,
2: you're Miss Crane's fiancé. What's on your mind, Mr. Sellers? Uh,
0: I'm downstairs in the hotel lobby. I'd like to come up and talk to you if I could.
2: Well, I was just on the point of leaving for the police station.
0: Oh, and you know about...
2: Yes. As a matter of fact, Chief Durham arrested her here in my room.
0: What?
2: I said she was arrested. I know, but what was she doing there? I had the gun that was used to murder Smiley Prell. She wanted it back. What do you mean, wanted it back? Why all the interest in this girl, Mr. Sellers? Well, I... Is it just because you happen to be engaged to the woman she works for? Well,
0: yes, you might say that. No, that's not it at all. I've got to talk to you.
2: All right. I'll meet you in the hotel bar in five minutes. (laughs) to the Home Office Tri-State Guarantee Company, Hartford, Connecticut. Assignment, the Cranesburg matter. Expense account continued. <laughs> Item 10, $2.75 for three brandies straight. One for me and two for Dean Sellers. Newcomer to Cranesburg, man about town, and fiancé of local socialite Melba Crane the man who'd given her the pearl necklace that had been stolen from the safe in her home. It had supposedly been an engagement gift, yet now Sellers was flipping his lid because Melba's maid was in a jam. I remembered the scene in the Crane sunroom earlier in the afternoon, and Dean Sellers remembered it too.
0: When you walked up on the porch at the Crane estate and saw Betty and me in each other's arms, you, uh, well, uh...
2: I thought the obvious, naturally.
0: Yeah, I figured as much... That's why I tried to cover up when I talked to you afterward.
2: You didn't have to, Mr. Sellers. I kind of wrote it off as just another bachelor having a fling before he settled down.
0: Yeah, that's the way I looked at it uh, at first. Mm -hmm. So? So, it didn't work out that way. How did it work out? I finally realized I was in love with Betty. I see. I know it may sound corny, but it happens to be true. Does Melba Crane know about it? No, or at least I don't think she does. What did she think when you broke off your engagement? Oh, I haven't actually broken it off. I I just uh, postponed it. I told her I was loaded with work and we'd have to wait a while. And she accepted that? She seemed to. Can't be sure about Melba, though. She's a cool one. Plays her cards close.
2: Yeah, well, most women are pretty cool when they suspect somebody
0: is poaching on their own private preserve. She may have suspected, but I don't think she could have known anything for sure. Betty and I haven't always been as careless as we were this afternoon. What
2: about the pearls? Were you intending to ask Melba to give them back?
0: I didn't really know what to do, Mr. Dollar. $20,000 is a lot of money. On the other hand, I gave them to her as an engagement gift. It seemed kind of rough to ask for them back after breaking the engagement on her.
2: Do you think she'd have returned them if you had asked her?
0: Well, I suppose so. Of course, it didn't go that far. Before I could make up my mind what to do, the necklace was stolen. And this afternoon, the man who claimed he stole it was murdered. Betty had nothing to do with that. You could be prejudiced, Mr. Sellers. I know her, I tell you. How well? Well enough that I'm planning to
2: marry her. That's what I mean.
0: All right. But that doesn't mean I'm completely blind about her. Somebody's trying to frame that girl. Who, for instance? I don't know. And for what reason? I don't know that either. But I do know one thing. When she says she knows nothing about it, she's telling the truth. I admire loyalty myself, Mr. Sellers, but there are a lot of facts against her. What facts? As you
2: probably know, when I caught her with that gun out at the crane place and took it away from her, she was trying to hide it in the
0: incinerator. All right. What's that proof? She'd found it hidden in a room, and she was trying to get rid of it. Well, a lot of people, if they were innocent, might have gone to the police with it. Uh, she
2: got scared. That's all. She she lost her head. Uh, maybe. But that's not all that's against her. There are other things, a kind of pattern. What things? That safe at the crane house was opened during the one hour of the day that everybody was out somewhere.
0: Including Betty, if you remember. So she claims. And she probably was. I'm not saying she actually committed the theft. She couldn't have. No one except Melba and her uncle Phineas knows the combination to that. Thing. No,
2: no. I think Smiley Prell actually did the job. An old-fashioned safe like that would be a cinch for a pro of his talents. Then how do you figure Betty is being involved? Smiley had to know when to do it. And he had to get into the house. There were no locks forced. So he must have had a key.
0: So, of course, uh, the maid must have helped him. Not necessarily, but it sure does add up. And then Smiley Prell was murdered, shot. Are you claiming she did that
2: too? She was in possession of the gun that killed him. She was caught trying to get rid of it. But why? Why would she kill him if they were in on it together? Well, as you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, $20,000 is a lot of money. Maybe she wanted a whole necklace, not a half of one. You don't know her, that's all. No, no, you're right. But I do know what the facts seem to point to.
0: Circumstantial evidence, nothing else. True. And not only that, but it leaves you hanging right up in the air. What do you mean? That pearl necklace. Now, there's a fact for you to swallow. As I understand it, the police haven't found it. That's right. It wasn't on Prell's body. And they didn't find it on Betty. If she killed him to get it, where is it? I don't know. Well, if she's arraigned for this, the prosecuting attorney had better know. Because without it, he won't even have a case.
2: I'm quite aware of that, Mr. Sellers. I left him standing there, belligerent and despondent, and drove across town to the police station. It was late by then, and Cranesburg had pretty well folded up for the night. Well, that was fine with me. The fewer people I saw at the moment, the better. I felt about as low as Sellers did, because I was starting to get a hunch that this one might turn out messy that no matter how it might end, some average, decent people were bound to get hurt. It's like that sometimes when there's been a murder. Chief of Police Durham looked like he was expecting me.
1: Sit down, Mr. Deller. Thanks, Chief. You, uh, planning to spend the night here? Nope, I'm about to give up. Going home in a few minutes. I've been trying to get a statement from that girl. Any luck? Depends on how you mean it. She's willing to talk, all right. Answers anything we ask her. But not the way you want her to answer, is that it? She won't budge an inch away from that same story. Says she found the gun hidden in her room, was scared because of the robbery last week, and tried to get rid of it.
2: What about Smiley Prell?
1: Claims the first she heard of him was that bulletin on the radio telling about his murder. That's when she got panicky and came to the hotel to get the gun back. And that's all she knows about it, huh? So she claims. We couldn't budge her on it.
2: Uh Uh-huh. You still haven't found any trace of the
1: necklace, huh? Nope. And without it, I doubt if the D.A. will even issue a complaint.
2: Yeah, the same possibility was raised by someone else a few minutes ago.
1: Well, who was that?
2: Dean Sellers, the fellow who gave the pearls to Miss Crane in the first place. How come he's getting into it? Well, it appears that love has reared its head. He's frowning at the mouth over this girl's arrest.
1: Claims she's being framed. He could be right, Mr. Deller. I know. It beats me. Man just don't know where to start with a mess like this one on his hands.
2: I think I'm beginning to get some idea of where to start. How do you mean? Look, I've got a photograph here from the insurance files. Take a look. It's a photo of that necklace. I see. I was wondering, Chief Durham, do you know of any jeweler here in Cranesburg who could make a duplicate of that, a skillful imitation?
1: No. No, I'm afraid you'll have to go into Cincinnati for that. Be the closest place, at least. No, no, I
2: don't want a duplicate made. I want to know whether somebody did go into Cincinnati for that purpose some four or five months ago.
1: Well, might take a while to find out. How much of a while? Well, not too long, with a little luck. I could get Jim Markley in here. Markley? He's a local jeweler. He could take this photograph and give them a technical description over the phone. Done things like that for us before. Good. Yeah, might have something back for you by tomorrow afternoon. Sooner the better. Yeah. I'll call Jim and ask him to come down. One
2: other thing, Chief. Yeah? I've already phoned Hartford and started them to work on this, but we may get faster results if you move in on it from this end. All
1: right. What is it you want?
2: I want a tracer put on Dean Sellers. I see. A complete rundown. He's been here for eight months. What did he do before that? Where did he come from? Where did he get the necklace? Who are his friends? What's his financial status? Anything you can
1: get. I, uh. I don't quite see what you're aiming at, Mr. Dollar.
2: I'm not quite sure I do. It was after midnight, and there was nothing more I could do until the next day... except drive back to my hotel and sack in for the night. It was a good, sensible, conservative intention... and I managed to carry it to the point of taking off my tie and unbuttoning my shirt. The night manager had been pretty upset earlier... when Betty Jackson came to my room and then left under arrest... I don't know what he thought when I had my second female visitor. Well, good evening, Miss Crane.
3: Could I have a word with you, Mr. Dollar? Sure, why not? Come on in. Thank you. I guess it's a little indiscreet of me to come here like this. Oh? Why so? Well, after all, this is Cranesburg, and when one has to maintain a sort of position in town... Well, I'm sure you understand.
2: Oh, perfectly. How about a drink? What? Drink. G R I N K. I even happen to have two clean glasses.
3: I'm afraid you have the wrong impression, Mr. Dollar.
2: Why so? It's good cognac. The best, in fact. Won't do a bit of harm to your uh, position.
3: Make it a double, if you will.
2: Check. May I ask you what has happened to cause you to throw discretion to the winds in this mad fashion, Miss Crane?
3: I felt there was something I ought to make clear to you. Concerning Dean, my fiance.
2: I see. Here you go.
3: Thank you. I believe you talked to him this evening, didn't you?
2: Briefly, yes.
3: Then you know, of course, that he's taking up for this girl, trying to defend what she did.
2: He did seem to have something like that in mind.
3: I also think you may have observed a little tableau in the sunroom when you came to the house this afternoon. Oh,
2: now look, Miss Please.
3: Crane. I'm quite aware of the situation. I've observed a few of those scenes myself. I'm not a complete fool, you know.
2: Why are you telling me all this?
3: The reason should be obvious.
2: I'm dense. I can only understand what I actually hear.
3: What I mean is, it should be rather apparent that any alibi Dean might supply in a noble attempt to save this poor, innocent girl should not be given too much credence.
2: Because he might be prejudiced in her favor?
3: Is there any doubt of it? Your glass is empty, like another one? Oh, I don't believe I should. Thanks.
2: Aren't you a little prejudiced, Miss Crane, against the girl?
3: Very likely, under the circumstances. Am I to take it, then, that you're on her side, too?
2: <laughs> I am on the side of the Tri-State Guarantee Company. And if you remember, they're out $20,000 on a necklace that was stolen. I'm here to get it back, that's all. I...
3: I think I'd better go. I shouldn't have come here at all.
2: Whatever you think.
3: Oh, by the way, has Uncle Phineas talked to you yet?
2: We passed the time of day. That's all? We didn't have much time. The circumstances were a little unusual.
3: Then you've probably been spared some of his wilder imaginings.
2: I wouldn't count on that. What do you mean? Sit down, Miss Crane. Finish your drink. We haven't even started to talk. (gasps)
1: Now, here's our star to tell you about the final episode of this week's story. Tomorrow, a bomb drops, the timid run for
2: cover, and all is not as it seems. Not even murder. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar.